welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound and video games. I'm Noel. I am Nathan. And today we're talking about Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Lots of energy. Hi-Fi Rush. Charvith. Yeah. Some kind. Little magnetically formed guitar. There's so much going on in this game that is just kind of there just because. Um... But I'll, I'll lay it out a little bit. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is like a rhythm fighting game, action game, rhythm combat game. Um, it's not like not like a fighting game, but like a third-person rhythm combat game. Um, I don't. The developer is Tango GameWorks, but it's published by Bethesda. Like Bethesda's name is everywhere on it, like all the track listings and stuff. Um, but let's see, it's one of those like rhythm games where everything is kind of in sync with the music all the time. So like the game prompts you to always do your attacks in time with the music and like the enemies kind of attack in time with the music and the world all pulses like with the track that's playing as you do things. Um, and they kind of like play with that in several different ways. There's like interesting mini games and stuff all over the place. It's kind of, uh, it's very like zany in tone and like over the top called hi-fi rush it's just like super uh super intense um let's see they're the like original soundtrack is pretty good they also have a soundtrack that is not an original soundtrack like the soundtrack soundtrack um a licensed soundtrack the, and yeah yeah yes um let's see mm-hmm. there's like a couple nine inch nail songs on there some black keys uh, I don't have the track listing in front of me maybe we can go through that as we talk about it um but I wasn't really expecting that when I jumped in um mm-hmm. they've got nine inch nails the black keys the prodigy, the prodigy yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird uh it's a weird mix it's a good mix it's just yeah fun, yeah you know. and it's very like over the top and silly and fun um it was in both of our lists from some of our favorite games from a sound perspective from last year uh, if you didn't catch that episode so we figured we should cover it um it was like one of the only ones on the list that we hadn't really talked about at all so yeah, doing and it, yeah, the one that we probably talked about the most hotly that, at least on our lists, the one that like rose and we were like, this should definitely be here that we hadn't talked about. So we're like, we probably should. And it came out roughly a year ago around this time, like, kind of like a surprise drop out of nowhere. Like it hadn't been announced or anything. And Xbox just like released it out of nowhere, like announced it and released it same day, which was like a really fun surprise. So a year later, we're finally getting to it yeah yeah and it's um it's fun it's good Mm -hmm. it's a cool little rhythm action game like uh i'm not super far i beat the first boss and played a little bit beyond that i haven't beaten like the second boss yet um but i've only played like two sittings Mm -hmm. so i completed this game when it came out nice so like a year ago i played the whole thing but obviously that was a while ago so i did boot it up recently just to Refamiliarize myself with some of it so i'm excited to talk about it um i, I feel like some of it's going to come back to me as we're talking about it most likely because <laughs> mm-hmm. i didn't have time to play through the whole game again but even just booting it up was like oh yeah this game is this game is pretty neat my like my my reference points for this game is like take like a like a bayonetta or like a devil may cry crossed with like crypt of the necro dancer or something any other like game where everything is set to the rhythm but put it into like a character action fighting thing you know yeah um set to the rhythm 
Yeah. And throw like a Saturday morning like cartoon aesthetic on it, like very like jet set radio y yeah, like good that's a good for, reference. Like PlayStation two, like Sly Cooper, like like like, like very like cell shaded D bright well, Sly Cooper didn't necessarily have super bright colors, but you know, just like solid colors and big cell shaded yeah, lines. Like, yeah, hyper cartoon. It's like animated looking. Like, yeah. yeah, very cell shaded. Um, yeah, which doesn't have anything to do with the sound necessarily, but like it all kind of comes together to give it a very fun vibe overall. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like um, it's a sound game, you know. Yeah, um, through and through. So, what were what were some of your what are some of your sound highlights? How did you feel this game like use sound well and kind of compared to other games that do stuff like this, like Grip to the Necrodancer and it's ill? Yeah, I think like. Overall, I thought it just did like an incredible job mixing the sound aspect with the gameplay overall from just, I mean, the obvious thing. So, you know, it's a combat game and every, you you fight basically in time with music. You don't have to, but you're supposed to. And like you get all of your combos and all of your like damage boosts and like your score after every encounter or every um, and they call them like they're like parts of music. So it's like every combat encounter is like a chorus or a verse or something, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, yeah. You get rated on those just based on like how you're, you know, doing things in time to the music. Yeah. Are you like dodging attacks at the right time, which are also in time with the music and everything. Uh, and I remember just. That, that, that's like the obvious thing, right? And if it didn't do that well, it would be just not a very good rhythm game. But <laughs> it, it accomplishes that very well, right? Like the way you just time your attacks, the way it, it sets up combat where you have like your light attack and heavy attack and the heavy attack takes like two beats, the light attack is one beat and just like all your combos therefore are just rhythms mm-hmm. that you're doing is very smart. Um, everything is cool there. So that was cool to me really liked that that did an incredible job there but that was kind of the bar it just needed to pass to be like good and i think what makes it like really great in my opinion is like the attention to detail with everything else that it does with sound as well when you get into just like level design like everything is moving in time to the music all of the platforming is like in time to the music i think even your characters like footsteps as they're like running around are all set to like the beat and i'm just like someone just really went all out here and i think that's what just makes it like really cool to me and just fun to play like I kind of, I just had like a smile on my face for like almost my entire playthrough of that game because there's always just something else kind of delightful in there that I thought was cool. So my overall thoughts on just like sound and how it used it very well. What about you? Any, any kind of initial impressions you want to share? Yeah. I mean that, I noticed the footsteps thing right away as well. That's a good, another good example of just like lots of that. The, the main character, um, Chai like snaps his fingers along with the music, like on, on his left side as, as you're running around a lot of the time. It's like a very funny game. It's like not yeah. taking itself seriously at all. The bosses are all very over the top. Uh, um, and yeah, the, the the music's really, I guess, I like the licensed soundtrack a lot. I've got some opinions on the like original music. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're, they're pretty good. Uh, I just have a problem with the vocals in these games. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the vocals always just feel very forced and artificial and like, I didn't, then insincere is maybe a good a good synopsis, and that that I think is my biggest like 
tick against this game is every time the vocals come in, I don't know who the vocalists are. It's like nothing to do with their performances per se. They just don't feel, it doesn't feel like someone wrote a song and is like pouring their poetry in, into it. It just like feels like, oh, I had to, we had to write some verses for a game song. So this is what we'll do. Um, when you're talking vocals, are you, do you mean just kind of like the like oohs and like ahs that they're kind of like layering into like the tracks that are playing as you are progressing to the level? Or you mean like actual like words, like lyrics, lyrics. specifically? The lyrics. Okay. It, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. In, instrumental, mm-hmm. like using the voice as an ooh and ah instrument. It's not like whatever that doesn't bother me, but yeah, when mm-hmm. when when the vocals come in, they're saying words, and it's like kind of sparse. So it's not there all the time, and that maybe makes it worse because then when it starts, I'm just like, ah, like you're very noticing. You're you're, yeah. you're noticing it a lot when that happens. Yeah, it it draws yeah. me out of it, and uh, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's like not the end of the world. But uh, yeah, other than that. I I've been digging it a lot. The, the combo system, like you said, is really good. I like how if the the they even um, utilize the capacity of like resting on a beat to do different things. So like to knock people, like to hit people up into the air, you like light attack, light attack, rest a beat, light attack, and then like that third one will shoot like shoot the person you just hit up into the air and get them airborne. And then you can like do other stuff. It's like ah, this is cool. Kind of you making the controller behave like an instrument. So mm-hmm. you can like do these things. It's it's a little novel. I mean, not not this isn't like a totally fresh concept, but the combat feels really good. Um, back to your point earlier about how like you don't have to fight in beat with the music. I think something this game does that's very clever is like you can miss the beats and attack, and it's fine. The attacks will just delay until the next beat anyway. So like you are constrained to always only attacking on beat, which is very clever. And then you just like are rewarded for doing it right on the beat. And I think that is more unique. Like a lot of games don't do it that way. Yep. Yeah. I think it does a very good, it's a very like musically literate game in what you were saying to just about rests and the way the, yeah, like the, the different combos all kind of are just yellow rhythms and you're kind of doing them like your, your, your controller does kind of become like a little mini instrument in that way. Um, yeah. How'd you feel about the, um, like the licensed music, this, the track selection there? I liked it. I thought when they all hit, they hit pretty hard. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Licensed music, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I never actually tried listening to the originals that they compose. So, like, if you play in like streamer mode or whatever, they have like original songs that replace all of those. I never listened to those, but I'm kind of mm. curious now what they sound like. Um, but no, I like the licensed music. I, I also kind of have thoughts on the non-licensed music. Um, I'm not sure. I'd say I'm like super critical of it because I do think it is all very like. I'm enjoying it and I like the way that it builds up throughout the levels. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of frame it, you typically, this game is really structured in just like a series of missions um, that you, not all, but I think typically culminate in like some kind of big boss battle. Uh, and there's a series typically of tracks that are playing throughout each like mission, but they all kind of start off, they kind of build like a song would, right? Like they just start off usually like a cut, like a few instruments or just like a beat or something. And then as you progress, it's kind of like building and layering on top of each other. Um, And I think we mentioned this on our Octaves episode um, a little while ago that the music itself, like I'm enjoying it as I'm playing it, but I think that because it is designed to be this like constantly looping, constantly layering thing it's inherently kind of not memorable mm-hmm. in any way. Yeah. It's just kind of there. Like 
it all sounds a little similar in some ways. There's different things happening, but it's it's largely kind of just like guitar-driven rock that's happening and being layered in. Then you'll kind of get more guitars layered in or more beats layered in or then some vocals going ooh and ah in the background. And I think it all fits really, really well. But yeah, I'm like, I could not tell you that I really listened to or had an inclination to listen to the game score outside of it other than the licensed music, which isn't really music it's <laughs> like from from it itself. But that being said, I did actually I did quite enjoy the score of the game, both licensed and unlicensed. Um, but it was an interesting like constraint that I think that the the music they created for the game had to like fit into. Um, that I don't know if there is a way you could get around that in just the way it had to be structured. You know what I mean? Yeah, we keep talking about this. I feel like this is a recurring theme in that, like, where do you, like, it, it feels like there's almost two axes here, and I'm curious if one can get, like, into the top right quadrant of, like, can music be memorable and not annoying? Is like, I think it can, but I don't know. Like, it, it's it's tricky. It's hard to it's hard to think of examples, almost. Yeah. Um, Something that video games have to deal with, in particular, yeah. a lot. Right, right. <laughs> it's the the balance there. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't um, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I've I've, pr- I've probably only played like a couple hours, two and a half hours total, but I couldn't mm-hmm. I didn't know fathom of how any of those like the um, original sounds, original songs sounded at all. Like no yeah. idea. But I, I didn't think they were at the time. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, yeah, it's fun. They're like not earworms, mm-hmm. but like architecturally, they are very impressive to me. Yeah. Just in the way that they are able to layer it and keep it interesting and have it like fit the game and, you know, also adapt to what's happening, which is like constantly going on as well. Right. Because as you're, you know, moving around and hitting things, either it be enemies or boxes or whatever, there's like sound effects that'll like, like little guitar riffs that'll happen as you're hitting like a box. you're on or whatever and you know all of that is also part of just kind of the cacophony of sound that's happening constantly in this game that all of these tracks that they had to create for all kind of had to be specifically arranged and set up for um, and kind of divvied up right into these sections and these cues to know like okay if you hit a box during this part of this song it needs to make this kind of chord to not be like super discordant or super off or whatever Um, which maybe isn't super hard technically but just from a you know, music composition standpoint and the way it all comes together and just works, I do find impressive that it just kind of worked so well throughout the whole thing. Yeah, because I, th- I think I think it's a layer of design that studios are not usually having to really concern themselves with. Like, it's kind of a novel, novel concept of the, like, gameplay teams having to work really closely with, like, the score team and the music team and, like, making that all jive, making sure that all works. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, you can see you can see it getting lost in the bureaucracy of like, oh, we decided we need to change the, how this mechanic works. It's like, oh, that means we've got to then change how the sound triggers because, like, the timing will be different because, like, it'll be here and it's got to it's going to be playing at a, you know, different point in the song. We've got to make sure it doesn't sound discordant in an unpleasant in an unpleasant way when that happens. Yeah. How far did you say you were? Just past the first boss. The okay. quality assurance Yes. Person. QA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, how are you finding it just on a like difficulty perspective oh, so far? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started on like hard, like mm-hmm. difficult and medium one. Um, and I don't think I have died at all. That is, I, I do, I kind of, I'm asking that because I did kind of want to circle back to the points you made just about like some of the things that this game does to sort of on ramp you, maybe if, you, especially if you're not like a super musically inclined person. Mm-hmm. Because. This game does have like a certain level of like musical literacy that it expects of you. And as you go, it does get progressively harder. There are a few mechanics that even I was just like, man, like the timing for these is tough. And granted, I did play it on hard. Um, yeah. On my first playthrough, because I'm like, I'm a musician. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. Um, but it does get like some of the timing can get pretty tough and a little unforgiving as you go. Um, but you know, there's difficulty options. And I think. Um, you mentioned the one thing that I think is really important that it does with the timing of like the attacks where if you press light or heavy attack, not on the beat, Chai will kind of like wait until Mm -hmm. to actually do the action. And then you're kind of like, I think that does help you kind of like sink into it. Right. Yeah. You like, if he actually hits it on the beat, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm back. I can Mm -hmm. can, press the button again and we're here. Um, the other thing they do that I like is, um, a lot of times when you finish combos, you'll have like a finisher yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one thing they do call us out. If you talk to like one of like the tutorial, like robots or whatever, but in most rhythm games, I think it would be like, you have to make sure you like wait and only hit this. Like when so basically how it works, you finish a combo yeah. and then like a visual indicator pops up, um, with like a two circles. And once they overlap, which is also on a beat, you have to press a button to like finish your combo. And then it does some special attack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I like that it does is that you don't have to like wait for that beat to happen. You can just keep on pressing the button in time with the beat. And as long as you're like not off, it'll yeah. just do it. Mm-hmm. It'll just like work. And I'm like, someone was thinking because it is easier to just like kind of keep that flow going. There's like rests and things, but it's another thing where it's like, you know, constantly like starting and stopping and then hitting like off beats and things I think could be like tough for people potentially. Yeah. And so like some level of just like, if you are mostly just pressing buttons in time to the beat, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a smart decision on their part to just get people kind of in there and started. And, you know, like any rhythm game, I think the more you play, the better you get and you can kind of crank it up and make it tougher for yourself. Nice. Um, I wasn't, yeah. I probably wasn't quite mechanically far enough to see this, but does there, do they start to introduce stuff that is more like offbeat? Like in the, or, you know, like between quarter notes? There are like, I'm trying to remember specifically like what they do. I I think there are um, like counters or parries or something that are like very fast Mm. um, that I think sometimes are like on off beats or like faster. Like on eighth notes or something. Yeah, that are a little bit tougher. They do introduce new mechanics and things over time, which kind of gets to my it's like biggest gripe, but I don't, it might just be an issue with me with this game where it's like, and it's a common rhythm game problem that we can maybe talk about for a little bit here, but it's just the, the kind of dichotomy between like a rhythm game where you just like enter a flow state and you're just like doing the thing you're on beat. You're not really like thinking about it and you're just like playing it versus like introducing mechanics and thinking like having to like think about like your best move to do in every situation Mm, right right. whereas like most rhythm games if i'm thinking like not 
a game that like marries like two kind of genres like this one, but like a guitar hero, right? Yeah. You're literally just things are coming at you and you are pressing buttons. You're it's like yeah. total flow. Yeah, there's like right? no... a character action game is totally opposite, right? I mean, you're, there's a flow there, but like the idea here is that you are you know constantly doing combos and mechanics and all this other stuff. And you're constantly just thinking about like, okay, what's my next best like thing to do here? Um, and with this game, like, especially as it goes on, it keeps on layering these things in. The biggest like problem I had was just, and it's probably more of an issue with me in character action games. Yeah. But it's just like, I was beginning to be like, okay, like, what was that combo again? Or just like trying to just kind of like go in and do it. Um, but having like sort of like the difficulty of remembering like, okay, I have to like parry after this enemy and this enemy's in the air. So I make sure I do a combo that goes into the air. So I keep on hitting them. And this one I need to attack from like behind while I'm also dodging this one. And it was just like tougher um, for me to kind of enter into just the kind of rhythm game flow that I'm used to with like other similar games, even like Crypto the Necro Dancer or something where there's like, you're kind of moving in time with the beat and everything. I doubt you're like far enough to get there. Um, maybe with how like difficult it's getting, but like, I don't know have you encountered that in any other like similar games or I've had that kind of like push and pull with like something like this. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I kind of wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about this like spectrum as well because it is unique. It's like a weird it is an interesting thing because I feel, yeah, there is that difficulty. I guess I want to bring up the point that I think it does make it more rewarding then when you do figure out the systems well enough where you can like incorporate them and make them part of the flow state naturally. Then when you get yeah. it and it works, you're like, ooh, that was cool. Like it's that same kind of satisfaction of like, you know, figuring out a tricky part on an instrument or really like any skills, like being able to do something you wouldn't, couldn't do before. And I think it does feel good when it's there. Um, but yeah, I think that sometimes that does, it doesn't feel great all the time working up to that. And you're just like, ah, this just, is just frustrating. Like it doesn't feel intuitive in a way that's making this like super fun for me right now. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it is there again. I, I'm probably not far enough to have really felt the pain you know, it's like, I don't know. I guess with that said, I haven't found myself like intentionally being like, okay, I'm going to do the hit the guy up in the air combo. Like we talked about before, like I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep attacking because I'm like hitting the attack on every beat. And that is what the game wants you to do. Like, yep. so it's kind of just like you get into that mode. Um, this is probably as good a time as segue to segue to this as any. Did you play Metal Hellslinger at all? I did play it a little bit. Yes. Okay. I have played this game. I think that, so brief context metal hellslinger is like a uh doom like set to rhythm and it's like a lot of the doom mechanics but it's the same thing they want you to like shoot on every beat or like do something on every beat um i found in that game because there was less like stuff i, th I think the thing that makes it tricky in hi-fi rush is there are like combo lines so you're trying to like do combo lines but also make sure you're doing the combo line on beat and that is the thing that makes it hard in something like metal hellslinger I think you're responding to the environment more and you're like, I find myself or I found myself when I was playing that game, I felt like I was more in that flow state, even though there was a lot of like stuff going on. I had to like keep a lot in mind. There was a lot of mental overhead, but the actions were simple. It was like, I have to shoot, reload, like do a finisher or dodge. And I'm doing one of those things on like every beat. And it's more like, which am I doing right now? And they want, you know, like, um, I think it's also easier in that game because like you, they kind of train you 
to do something on every beat. Like there's no downtime. Whereas in Hi-Fi Rush, you're kind of like, when you're running from thing to thing, you're kind of just like running. But in, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can like dodge to make your run a little quicker. At least as far as I went, there was a lot of like gaps. Where in something like Metal Hellslinger, you go into the level and it is more like a music game. Like you talked about before where it's like, you kind of just like start like dodge, 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 shoot, reload, dodge, dodge. Like you just are in this like flow state where you are doing a thing every single beat. And then they like overload that a little bit and they start throwing things in like on the eighth notes. So you're like dodge, 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 shoot, reload, dodge, shoot. Like, and and it makes that flow feel better than something where it's like, okay, I'm going to overload this. Like I've got to now do attack, wait, attack, wait, heavy attack, wait. Like, it's just like, ah, that doesn't feel quite as I'm not getting as wrapped up in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like that game metal Hellslinger. I really like that game and it generated a lot kind of less excitement. It's hype. Um, it was a little bit more, you know, it's like a doom-esque. It's very, like, demonic and kind of, m- air quotes, like, gamery than something yeah. like <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush. Um, the music I could also maybe see being a little less approachable, potentially, than yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is pretty innocuous. Metal Hellsinger is like, it's metal. I mean, it's throwing you into it. It's pretty... Yeah, screaming. Yep. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I like. I like. I like the music. I think it lends itself but... well to shooter, like shooter action yeah. game thing. The doom. The yeah. doom vibe was definitely was definitely there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think you've got a good point there, though. Um, so so when I play Metal Hellsinger, is it Hell Hellsinger? Oh, you're. I think it is Hellsinger. I don't have. I was saying Slinger, wasn't I? Like, Hell I can't Singer. remember. I think it's Hellsinger. It's Hellsinger. Hellsinger. I can, I can like look. singing singer. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> is it? Is that what it is? I'll look. Yes, Hellsinger. Okay, yep. Hellsinger. Um, I remember, I didn't play a ton of it, but I did, maybe this is saying more about me. I also struggled with Metal Hellsinger. Um, and I think I might have at least initially struggled struggled with that one almost more than Hi-Fi Rush. And I'm I'm starting to wonder if all of these games that kind of are like melding a, a certain genre of game with like rhythm mechanics... I wonder if it also just sort of comes down to the player's sort of familiarity and like literacy in those genres to an extent, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you are good at like character action games and like fighting games or games with lots of combos you're expected to remember, I bet Hi-Fi Rush's like combo system isn't that tough. And like the rhythm part is probably just a layer on top of it, right? And it's like probably not as ridiculous to remember but I'm not very good at May Cry, so therefore I'm also probably not going to be, like, the best at Hi-Fi Rush. Whereas, you know, Metal Hellsinger or, like, Crypt of the Necrodancer or something. Like, I've played, you know, mystery dungeon rogue-like things before. So maybe Crypt of the Necrodancer was, like, a little kind of more... Right. Like, I know what I'm doing here. I'm just moving. I'm waiting for them to go. I have to make sure I'm not, like, where they're going to be so I can attack them for Like, the you know, little things that I'm used to in those games. And I wonder if it's just, you know, your competency in that genre is going to like lend itself to a certain extent with how well you're able to like pick up a game that tries to merge them both. Um, I don't know. I think, I think you're onto something there because I'm, I'm, I would say I am more of like an action shooter, a doom esque player than you. And I had way less trouble jumping into Hellsinger than hi-fi rush, but I don't really play these like fast paced, action combat games like that's not really my i don't play the bayonettas or devil may cry or anything like that so your theory i will tracks. say 
at least in Hi-Fi Rush, is, so I've, I've been saying that, like, you know, I, I, I had this problem with Hi-Fi Rush, but I do think that it does a good job of on-roading people. And to be fair, I was playing on a harder difficulty than the base one. And, you know, by, I was making it more difficult for myself. I do expect that if you're playing on easier difficulty or something and just engaging with it as much as you know if you were basically playing it to the beat i do think that gets you like most of the way through it and then like you said if you want to like improve your abilities in hi-fi rush and get better you know you kind of have the option to like replay things increase the difficulty you know become more proficient at like playing the instrument or whatever you know then you know maybe just throwing yourself into it which is kind of what i did <laughs> yeah. i, I want to give it some points for being like i think a good I think it does on-road people pretty well, even if maybe you're not like super familiar with like rhythm games or character like action games. Yeah, like I think I think for me like difficulty is a separate discussion than like how good does it feel to play. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, and I think I think it can be I think it, like it can get into that like flow state like this feels really nice and also have that thing I was talking about where like you feel accomplished when you do pull those things off. Like I don't know if those are necessarily mutually exclusive like i think that can those can both happen and i'm i'm maybe pushing back like i don't know if hi-fi rush is a great example of like doing that smoothly because those combos pull you out a little bit and i think that is like maybe this the critique i would have but yeah it's not like a difficulty problem i was never like mm-hmm. oh no i'm failing like i was just like i'm not getting an s on this encounter i'm getting an a or a b because like i messed up a couple things because i was like trying to remember the combo um yeah so like it's yeah. fine but yeah Metal Metal Hellsinger, another good, another good game. Check it out as well if you're a rhythm game person. Um, yeah, let's see. I had a, another question on High Fire. Oh, I was curious. Again, I'm, you're further than me, or you much further than me. You've beaten it. Um, did you find like the music got a little too like one note at all? Because I I felt that a little bit in Hellsinger. I was just like, ah, this is a lot of metal to just like listen to the whole time. Did you have that feeling with? hi-fi rush at all or was there enough variety in the like level to level tracks that it didn't get old i found there to be a good variety in hi-fi rush to the point that i was never like oh man i'm ready for this to move on it helps that i think it does move at a pretty fast pace um and even in those levels like the music that is playing will like kind of change mm. and adapt fairly often yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know even it definitely has kind of that like rock vibe going on throughout most of it, which you can also see from the licensed music picks that they chose and everything, but it still is playing around inside of that genre. I think enough to be like sonically interesting for the whole thing. And that is also, I think one instance where, you know, the variety of platforming sections and combat sections, there's not really puzzle sections, but there's like, it's kind of keeping things, there's enough variety there too that I think also since you're doing everything in time to the music and the music is changing depending on what kind of thing you're doing, I think all of that kind of adds up to keep it interesting as you're playing through it. It also helps that the game isn't like super long and those levels are particularly long either. Mm-hmm. So it's just constantly switching environments and music and enemies and everything up on you kind of the whole time. And yeah, good short, short games. Love them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> let's have more oh, of them. for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have mm-hmm. one more kind of discussion. This is moving away from sound a little bit, but I think it it's pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it might be kind of a good note to end on, especially when we're comparing the success of this game. Because I feel like people, like, this game made waves. People were playing this game. It won. Mm-hmm. It was, like, nominated for Game of the Year and stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I won Best Sound Design, I think. Um, at the, the Game Awards. Um, but I thought you were talking about the Octis. No, no. <laughs> the, game, the Game Awards. Uh, did, not win, did not win the Octis. But... Anyway, do you think that this game would have had the success that it had had it not been on Game Pass? Like, do you think that was a huge contributing factor here? I think I think the surprise drop aspect of it mm. was maybe the biggest Maybe the thing. Com- combination of those two things. Probably hey, you can play it free those two right now. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, or mm-hmm. you can p- play it for like a dollar if you don't have Game Pass or whatever, get the like first month for a dollar yeah, thing. Like, yeah. just go play this cool game. Well, I mean, I think it had the perfect combination of surprise release um, on like a showcase when Microsoft already doesn't really have like a ton of like good exclusives, really. So, mm-hmm. like, I think people were kind of just like, it'd be cool to have something fun to play on my Xbox right now. Here you go. Yeah. Um, game Pass, so it's easy. Anyone can just jump in and play it. And also, it was like good. So, mm-hmm. like, everyone, critics who were, like, jumping into it and talking about it and people who were jumping in and talking about it were all like, hey, this is actually kind of awesome. It, it rocks. Yeah. Uh, go play it. And I think, like, just it had, like, the good storm, perfect storm to kind of, you know, make at least some some waves Yeah, there. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. I was just curious, yeah, if you had any thoughts on why this compared to because i can't think of any other rhythm like games that really had this like short of you know like the guitar heroes and stuff like the music games but like rhythm games that are a thing set to music i feel like this was maybe the one that had the most kind of um like penetration into the just like larger gamosphere yeah i think the there's also just the aspect of i mean it was like microsoft first party so they definitely were probably promoting and sending it out and had like you know the bethesda and microsoft press machine able to probably help drum up some hype for it um and even just down to like the aesthetic of it all and just kind of the art and like that trailer and everything i think it just was i think it also did like it was if you compare it and something like metal hellsinger you know i think like hi-fi rush is just general like aesthetic and vibe was probably going to speak to a slightly wider audience probably just for the kind of retro game you know early 2000 sort of platform or combat game vibes that i think people just tend to be nostalgic about and like and all that stuff too or and there was yeah there's a lot of it's just very like no one's looking at that me like oh no like whereas like you know the like doom masks are kind of like "Ah, i'm not into this like demonology stuff like i totally yeah i totally get it not everyone yeah. loves like the cartoony thing but i think the cartoony thing is more universally just kind of like oh this is fun as opposed to like the metal doom vibe which is kind of more specific like <laughs> yeah. yep. especially if it's like a free um, game and there's no barrier to entry because then then you get like people like yeah whatever like it doesn't cost me anything to give it a shot might as well make that thing as um you know broadly appealing as possible yeah, um, there was also for me at least, and I don't think this was a huge reason for its success or anything. But there was also the fact that it was made by Tango, mm. who are known. Did they make the Evil Within? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and Weird. like Ghostwire, yeah. and like yeah, like they they have they made like large like horror and horror adjacent things recently. Um, so this was like 
what? Like, what, like, what, what is this? And it's good. Like, I was just kind of like curious to see what the hell, like how it played and everything. And now I'm curious to know, like, I had assumed they're doing a sequel or something for this because it seemed to do quite well for them. One of the only like first party ones, I'd say that, yeah, kind of made like a big splash last year. So, yeah. um, yeah, hopefully I think it's a cool idea. Um, and I like, I just like this idea of like, you know, take a genre and make it into a rhythm game. I'm sure there's plenty of like indie games that do this, but it is fun just to kind of see like a high budget, like, you know, or at least a, a polished, you know, kind of major studio doing something like this and kind of thinking about like what other genres it could, you know, apply to. Like I'd, you know, yeah, be fun to. It makes me more. wonder, like, um, remember in this, I don't know, the console generations are weird now, but remember Sunset Overdrive? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if Sunset Overdrive had been like a rhythm game. Do you think that? it would have had more success. Like, cause I feel like the Microsoft is really like, this is it. People are going to buy Xboxes and stuff for sunset overdrive and uh spoiler alert. It didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't. Like it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't like, Oh, no. people like that game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that game being a rhythm game would have, or something like it, you know, because I feel like it, it, I, I, it wasn't vastly different. Like from this, in in style and even feel like to play it was like an action com- it was a shooter i guess there's there like guns and stuff a little bit more but yeah i do think i think that kind of gets into like the surprise drop of it all that's true again yeah where it's just like the, the marketing for this one just came at a good time it was also a time where i don't think there was a ton of stuff coming out like i think it just had the right recipe for success here um whereas since it overdrive was like i guess it was fairly early into that console generation two wasn't it like the launch thing for the previous xbox i think that game was kind of doomed just because xbox one was just kind of maligned from the start like i don't think anything was gonna save (laughs) an early game now if you'd released like a few years later maybe also kind of done something kind of like that maybe but i just think that like the general discourse around xbox as a brand was pretty not great around that time (laughs) which might have been the bigger problem yeah um cool but yeah, it's a cool game. Um, definitely would recommend Hi-Fi Rush. It's on Game Pass still, so yeah, um, there's no go, reason. Go check it out. Yeah, it's it's fun. And again, it's like it's a very low commitment. Um, like menus that we haven't t- touched on like menus and stuff, but just like the sounds of things are also really good. Like when you're attacking, it's like guitar parts play and the menus all kind of bop bop along with you a little bit little drum machine noises yeah, yeah. here and there the cat's name is 808 oh, you're so like good. sidekick companion is named 808 which is like uh, great yep um, the voice work is pretty yeah. good um mm-hmm. it's funny it's like genuinely hilarious like i mean that's not really sound related but there's just a lot of good comedy and cues and things all just work very well um did you, did you think um vandalay industries was a seinfeld reference oh I'm not sure I, if it is. I didn't. I didn't think about it until just now, but p- potentially. Yeah, I was like, there's, there's all kind. Of, it's just like it's very. The whole thing is very tongue in cheek. Um, oh yeah, but, but it works mm-hmm. in a surprise, surprisingly well. Like Chai is actually like a likable protagonist. Like, he could have been really annoying. Yeah, but they do a good job. Like I actually think he's genuinely funny, just because he's kind of a huge himbo and kind of just like an idiot, but has like a really big heart. And I think that's like the combo you need to make like a character like that actually yeah. like enjoyable. I think he's not. He's not. 
annoying because they make him the butt of the joke a lot of the time and like if if they didn't do that he'd be annoying but because you are like laughing at him a lot of the time it's it's more excuxable Um, yeah he's not uh, yeah 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 he's mm -hmm. not he's not making the jokes and being annoying so much as he is like just thrown into these scenarios and it's just like try yeah he's thrown into these jokes and situations which make it quite funny yeah i think it does Um, get a little bit kind of a little bit too kind of silly sometimes where it grades on me a little bit like it crosses that line but it's more in the like announcers and like the tutorial dialogues and stuff like that don't always it's like okay i get it like you're laying it on a bit thick here guys but again like it's not it's not turning <laughs> turning me off or anything yeah if i rush if i rush go play it yeah it's fun it's fun should we do minor updates minor updates let's do it um you go first is it me okay i cool. decided that um so my minor update's kind of a weird pick. I've had a few weird picks for minor updates, my last few minor updates, but my pick is the latest album by Olivia Rodrigo, Guts. Ooh. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Have you listened to this album? Nope. Okay. Um, so few thoughts on this album. So I had not really listened to her at all. Um I, I mean, I heard like Vampire on the, the radio mm-hmm. or just on like stream, just like just wherever like I'd been because it's a huge song and it was everywhere yeah. for a while last year, um, which I actually did think was like a good song. Like, I don't know. It was kind of weird from like a structural perspective. And I thought it actually like did some interesting things and her performance was good in it. But I was like, OK, it's kind of ballady. It's got like some rock stuff. But like, I don't know if I won't like listen to like a whole album yeah. of like that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Whatever. I'd heard like some good things about it from friends or whatever. It's like, okay, well, sure. I'll just like throw it on. And it's like a surprisingly fun album. Nice. In the way that it, 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 it's basically like a Avril Lavigne, like 2000s, like girl power rock vibe is kind of like the whole thing. Um, and she actually pulls it off pretty well. Like it's like um, it's done well. She's a great singer. The songs themselves are like structured very competently, um, and it's like surprising, like tongue in cheek a lot of the time. I think intentionally so. I'm choosing to believe intentionally so because that's, that's the only way that that's I a dangerous would. assumption. Listen, like there's literally a, a, a point in one of the songs where. Um, it's it's basically about being like socially awkward. Is like one of the songs, and it's like. In like the refrain, I think of the chorus. She's cut, she like usually just lists off very quickly like, just a few like stupid things that happened that would like contribute to being a socially awkward person. And like near the end of it, she's like rushing through them really fast, and she starts going and like she literally says like at one point like can't think of another line blah 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 blah, blah for like as one of the verses. And I'm just like, I love this. Mm-hmm. stupid but it fits like the vibe very well um and it's just a pretty good album it is i am very like hot and cold on it because like all of like the the power like rock songs great i think they're fun they're kind of stupid but they're fun and i enjoy it quite a bit um there's also a good number of like ballads though and the ballads feel a little more like heartfelt which didn't really work as well for me. <laughs> Once we got like serious and sadder, I'm like, go back to being kind of like tongue in cheek. You don't want to hear about your and real emotions, Olivia. I I can handle real emotions, but I feel like it's like the juxtaposition of those two yeah, things. Yeah. I got you. Doesn't like it was a little harsh, you know. I kind of needed like, m- m- yeah, that. Nice. But overall, a fun album, worth a listen, and it's 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 good. 
I don't know. I was impressed. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting much going into it, but then I was like, this is actually pretty solid. So would recommend Guts, Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. Nice. I'll give it, I'll give it a listen for sure. Um, my minor update is a game. There's a bunch of music coming out soon that I'm like waiting for, and I'll have more music ones, but this one's a game. Um, it's a, an MMO that's launching. MMO that is launching in the West soon. Right now it's only playable on South Korean servers. It is called Throne and Liberty. Oh. Um, I don't remember the developer. I know nothing about this. What is it? Might be developed. It's NCSoft <laughs> is the publisher. It might be developed by NCSoft as well. Um, but it's kind of a um, it's a South Korean MMO. It's pretty actiony. Um, that is like single target most of the time, but most stuff can be like cast while you move. Uh, it kind of feels like Black Desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's like kind of tap targety, so there's like that. But then there's also like kind of Black Desert and Guild Wars Two elements in there going on. Um, so it's really good. But I just haven't I haven't like played a new MMO in a while. Like I haven't really played black desert or anything in a long time and i feel like the south korean market is just like there are much more modern games that are mmos so it's like the amount of sound and environmental design and stuff it's like man there's like so much attention to detail in this mmo that it is it is baffling um just like the spell sounds the menu effects it's just like very sonically good it's very visually uh appealing as well it's cool. It's kind of arduous to play right now because you got to like find a VPN and have a like South Korean games are hard because you have to have an account tied to a South Korean social security number and all this stuff. So uh, I won't get in. I have questions, but I'll ask you those. Yeah, yeah exactly. How you were we'll, able to get into this? We'll leave game. that as an exercise for the listener if you are interested. <laughs> or hop into the Discord and I can help guide you through it. Does it have like an English? Like, is it in English? Is there like yeah, translations the, available? The client or? is in. In English, uh, there's like an English setting, okay. but like some things haven't been translated. <laughs> so you look at certain I menus see. or like tooltips and stuff. And it's like, yes, it's just I can't read this. Um, but it's playable, and I'm I'm more kind of playing it as a like, do I want to put time into this when it launches in the West? Kind of kind of thing. Uh, so I think Amazon yeah. is publishing it for worldwide, and it's supposed to be like quarter two of this year. So yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I feel like yeah, MMOs technically are typically not usually at the forefront of cool. Like, it's usually, oh, we can do an action game in an MMO now. Right. Like, competently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 10 years after we've been doing action games, like, elsewhere, or not 10 years, but, you know, an arbitrary number of amount of time after we've been doing that in other games, which is, like, impressive. But, you know, um, I feel like, yeah, it took some time. So it's cool to hear that, you know, this one's immersive, yeah. and the sound profile is doing it for you. Oh, yeah. I, that makes me interested. The draw distance is great. There's, like you know hundreds of players on screen it like runs pretty well uh yeah and like oh I, this is a major aside but the, the loading screens are awesome the way that like you teleport when you teleport a place it doesn't just like throw you on a loading screen and load it like zooms the character in and they kind of like do a little animation where they get kind of beamed up they kind of like do this thing and they like get you know vortexed into the sky and the camera like follows them up the vortex and then it like comes down and pans back forward where they landed like seamlessly so it's like and then you zoom back down and like just pan forward it's like oh man i wish games did cool like hidden loading screens like that more often it looks so good especially in mmo you're doing it all the time like i appreciate the whatever hours that someone spent on that like making that all seamless and like look really good it's just like ugh. and when you like load into the game your character spawns and like the world renders out from you in a circle so like it's not just like you're plopped into the screen it's like you appear and then the the like environment kind of 
appears as it like pings out like a radar scan going out from you and like the world is drawn as this wave goes out and it's just like man this game's got some style it's it's pretty cool nice yeah cool thrown in liberty thrown in liberty yeah thrown in liberty thrown in liberty that a wrap i think that's a wrap first episode of the year done of 2024 yeah we made it we did it we're doing it where can people uh, find more stuff related to Octet Pod? Noel? Let's see. Uh, we are octetpod.com. Discord is discord.octetpod.com. Socials are Octet Pod, basically everywhere. Um, Octet Pod. Octet Pod. But yeah, Discord <laughs> Discord's the place to be. Come hop in the Discord. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Until next time.